Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, lift your voice and clap your hands and shout hallelujah! In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. I greet every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. What an honor it is to have every single one of you that have gathered here on this first Sunday of 2023. Can you believe it's 2023? I remember when it became year 2000. They were expecting a big crash. How many remember that? I said to myself, as a preacher's kid, I wish I'd have went downstairs and hit the breaker when we were praying to midnight in. I'd like to see what everybody would have thought at that moment. How in the world, Mom, is it 23 years later? But we are here. We are here. And greater things are yet to come. God's got plans for His church. God's got plans for His people. How many believe that tonight? God's got plans for His people. And I want to be a part of it. They used to sing a song when I was growing up, In the Middle of It All. is where I want to be. When the Holy Ghost is falling, let it fall on me. Praise the name of the Lord. The book of 2 Kings chapter 4, I give honor to all of our pastors that are here today and all of our ministers. At the end of this message, we will be licensing a few with the Anchor Church Association of Ministers. And they're so grateful. And it's amazing how many more we have coming up that feel a call to the ministry. And our next session will be licensing nearly 12. And I think that's outstanding. Praise God. Second Kings chapter 4. I give honor to my pastor, Frank Bounds, and my mother, Debbie Bounds. I appreciate both of them, who they are. Dad, thanks. And Mom, thank you for being consistent, loving this wonderful truth, and teaching me what living for Jesus is like. Amen. Living in their home was fun and uh, made me want to live for God. And uh, I honor them. I honor them tonight. God's been good to me. If I could do it all over again, I'd live this life again. I don't have one day's regret living for Jesus Christ. I don't. I started young, but I think I'd try to do it even younger if I could. I committed my life to the Lord. And when I committed my life to the Lord then, and I had moments where I sought the Lord and said, this is what I want. But when I was 16 on my 16th birthday, I made a vow to the Lord. I never dreamt at 16 that it would be this good. I just wanted to please God. But he's been better to me than I could ever be to him in a thousand years. It's going to be worth it all. When we cross that chilly Jordan River and get on the other side, And you see his face. And he's, he's welcoming you in to your new home. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be worth everything you ever went through. He said, I'm not leaving the church. I'm staying here. Nothing's going to get me away from making it to heaven. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Amen. I think before I, I preach tonight, I think it would be good if you just lifted your hands and closed your eyes and for a moment, 
begin to thank Him for all of His goodness. Hallelujah. Close your eyes and somehow look toward heaven and say, Aren't you glad to be here? Second Kings chapter 4, reading with verse 8. Certainly thankful for his word. Give honor to every saint in the building tonight. Thank you for being who you are. You are the apple of his eye. He's going to present you to himself, a glorious church, without spot or wrinkle. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the bride. Tell somebody beside you, you're looking fine. Now, if a man told you that, and you're a man, don't take it personal. 
Women can tell women that and get by with it. Man can't get by with it. See, I'm talking about the body of Christ. Amen. I mean, oh, the church is looking good. The church is looking good. I think, I know he loves his church. I think he's thankful for his church. Our church is doing great. I'm so glad to be a part of the anchor churches tonight. I really am. I really am. Brother and Sister Barsati are here tonight. And Sister Zion. Wave your hands over there. We're so glad they are with us. They, they have raised their PIMs and will soon be going back to Southeast Asia. And we're thankful for that. To all of the churches that sponsor them here, thank you. We honor you. Amen. Praise God. Greater things are yet to come. Let's read the word of the Lord tonight. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. What made her great? She wasn't just a woman. She was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. That word constrained sounds aggressive. She, 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 um, had a way to do it. And it says, and so it was that as oft as he passed by, he, he turned and thither to eat bread. She, she was good to the prophet. She was. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that, speaking of Elisha, this is a holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Aren't you glad the ministry at some point has touched your life in a positive way? Thank God for the fivefold ministry. Amen. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You know, I, I, I want to say here, it, it's right to honor the, 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 the ministry. We're blessed because somebody can bring us the power of God from heaven to earth. Aren't you thankful? All of those people in the building, you need to honor your pastor. I know we represent multi-campus here tonight. Thank God for your man of God. Can somebody say Amen. Bible says he, he passed by us continually, she said. She said, let us make a little chamber. That word chamber means an upper room. I pray thee on the wall, let us set for him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. Let's, let's put some nice furnishings up there, she said. Everything that he'll need. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither, meaning he, he's going to stay longer. He passes by. They didn't have restaurants back then like we do now, but they had home-cooked meals. Dad, it was like when we were growing up, we didn't have restaurants when the preacher came by. We ate in the houses, didn't we? That's how it was. And, uh, and, and look what it says. And it fell on a day that he came thither, he turned into the chamber and lay there. I, I'd like to stop here and preach to you about a year of release. A year of release. But in the back of your mind, I want you to hold on to this. And that is, what, what made her great? What made the bride great? Would, would you lift your hands and ask God to speak to you tonight? So thankful for your word. So thankful for the people of God here. Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, we feel your presence in such a mighty way. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. You, you may be seated. I, I come to you tonight that in, in a world that is attacking authority. The Bible says don't speak evil even of dignitaries, but what should we do? Everybody say pray for them. Pray for them. And that's true. We, at one point in our society, the, the preacher, preaching tonight, I'm going to sound like I'm insecure, but I'm not. But the preacher was the most important person in town. But probably some 15 years ago, it's now third considered important in a person's life and community, beaten by the fireman and then the pharmacist is now more important than the preacher. Can I say to you today that, that there's a lot of people that can help you. But if there's one thing that we need, we need somebody that can get us a word from the Lord. Come on. We need somebody that can hear heaven for us. Let there be an amen in the building. The Bible says it brings edification to the body that we may grow in him. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. And I, I understand because of news and, and, and mavericks that have, have weakened because of popular followings and have failed morally that that has caused a, a degradation of the value of the preacher. But don't ever think for a minute that God has changed his view of the value of a preacher. He's not going to send an angel to you and preach you the truth. He'll send an angel to you to tell where to find the preacher because it's by the foolishness of preaching. How can you hear without a preacher except he be sent? We need preachers in 2023. Come on. I'm glad God's called you into business. I'm glad God's called you into the medical field. I realize that we are better with money, better with careers, better with trades, but don't ever think for a minute that God is not wanting to call people to the authentic calling of being a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I feel this. My friend, Brother Carson, the other night or in some recent event, he was in a meeting of about a thousand young people and in that thousand he said, how many of you in this room feel a call to preach and out of a thousand students, there were only seven hands that went up that felt called to preach. Because we feel callings now, ministries and community organizational things. And I, I'm not against it. I believe you can be a called nurse. I believe you can be a called doctor. I believe you can be called to be a lawyer. And we can go down the line of careers. I believe it called to business. We teach that. We have entrepreneurship classes here so you can learn how to start your own business. I believe God can use you to do that. But don't ever think that God has stopped calling people to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need preachers. We need preachers. We need evangelists. We need pastors. We need apostles. Come on now. We need somebody. You might as well talk about it if he called you to start a business. It's not so you can just drive a car nicer than your brother. It's to propagate the gospel and support the ministry to get the gospel to places you can't get to by themselves. We need somebody to raise up and say, God's called me to propagate the gospel. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said it this morning. 
Proverbs teaches us that a, a, if you will commit thy works unto the Lord, thy thoughts shall be established. Young people, you should do your homework unto the Lord. You should clean your bedroom unto the Lord and mama. Everything that we do, you get a job and complain about the job and instead of saying, no, God's given me this job and I'm gonna treat this job and I'm gonna work for the bosses under the Lord because that's what the teacher says. That's, that's what the book says and I'm gonna work the job under the Lord so I can support my family and the kingdom. Come on, it's not just about what I can get out of this. It's about so I can support the kingdom of God. There is a calling, how many know, to financially touch and help the kingdom of God. Thank, amen. If you will commit everything you do unto the Lord, your thoughts will be established. I appreciate that, that you give the way you do. And this church and our churches are very benevolent. You're giving. It's remarkable what you're doing. But don't ever forget the reason. It's not just to better the building that we're in. It's to get the gospel to somebody that's never heard the gospel. Come on, I believe Vietnam is just one of the nations we're going to. I believe Guatemala is just one of the nations that we're going to. We wouldn't have missionaries there right now if we didn't have a church like you that says I'm called to more than just having a hobby and a nice house and a nice car. I'm gonna get the preacher to the people. That's what I'm gonna do. Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say you've been called to get the gospel to the unchurched people. Be seated a moment. I, I, I want you to understand we need preachers who are called. There should be an emphasis about it in our churches. Pastors, listen to me. We don't just need career-minded people. We need people that are called of God. We, God's not calling everybody. But he is calling some. I mean, no, he chooses who that is. I don't know how to say it without you misunderstanding me, but you need to love the ministry. Love the ministry. Don't, don't, don't fall in this perception that I'm, I'm, my, own, I'm my own pastor. I'm, I've got my own thing going on. You can't hear without a preacher. We need to bring preachers in that are called and we need to send preachers from our churches that are called. We send our preachers all over that help in churches in the network of the anchor, outside the network of the anchor. I get calls a lot. Preachers are going to travel. I'm so thankful for that. We've got 16 preachers licensed with the United Pentecostal Church in the anchor churches. After tonight, it's going to be about 40 people that are licensed with the Anchor Church Association of Ministers. I think 40 preachers. I think that's awesome. We're going to clap our hands and thank God for that. That's a lot of ministry right here. Our churches are doing amazing. We shouldn't just be producing saints. We should be producing preachers. Oh, let there be a hearty amen. And God calls people like Moses on the backside of a desert. He said, I... I want you to lead my people out. God determines who the Moses is and Abraham and Simon Peter. And he prayed all night long, Jesus did, to choose 12 apostles. And God's in this room right now. I feel it in this room that some of you are running from your calling. 
running from what God wants you to do. You need to become what God wants you to become. Quit comparing yourselves among yourselves. God didn't call you to be like me or your neighbor. He wants you to be the best you that you could ever be. Quit saying if I was just like them, then I got, oh, quit. There's, there, there's a fine line between humility and unbelief. There's a fine line between humility and insecurity. If I just don't know, that's not humble. That's doubting what God can do in you. He doesn't call the equipped anyhow. He will equip the called. And if you will, listen, the willing will always trump the gifted. And if somebody is a willing vessel, Moses got in trouble by saying, God, I have a speech problem. He said, am I not the one that made your mouth? Quit questioning what God wants to do in your life because of your inabilities. Because he's going to choose people that he's going to get the glory for it and not the person that's doing it. Come on, is there anybody in the building right now? I come to preach that out of you to tell you God wants to do something in you that's mighty and powerful, but he's waiting on somebody to become willing and ready. Amen, amen. The call of God. When I was a kid, you may be seated, there was a man that would come to preach at our church. I, I don't remember him as a kid. I, I remember him by conversations at our table. I met him as a young evangelist in my teenage years. His name, his name was his name was Lloyd Garlitz. Elder Gators, he was a prophet of the Lord. Good to see you tonight. Amen. I know you're here to honor Tyler and the family. He had a couple missing fingers, I think, didn't he, Dad? You keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to be like Lord Garlic. Amen. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But you said my buck was small, my bear was small when you had the microphone. That's my, that's, I made my point tonight. I, <laughs> Lord Garlitz would come with a word from the Lord. Brother Ron, Sister Jeannie, when he would come to the church, it was, it was moving. Brother, Sister Hup, I saw y'all back there. Amen. Good to see you. But when the man of God would come, he didn't come to preach a pretty sermon. He'd come with a word from the Lord. He had a word for the church. You see, you can study it up, but it's better when you pray it down. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I, I challenge this church tonight that make a commitment to not miss your church services. Whether they're Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday, make a covenant with God and said, if pastor's preaching or we have revival, we're going to prioritize the house of God. Come on, let there be an amen here. The Bible says even do more often when you see the hour approaching. And your pastor's preaching, you should be listening because God may hold you accountable for what he preached in that service. Let there be an amen. And I, I remember the stories of Lloyd Garlis come to church and having a word from the Lord. There was another prophet to come. I don't remember his name, but he's the one that called my grandmother out at a very critical moment and said, the Lord's going to do a quick work with your husband. Paul Ramsey operating the gift of prophecy. 
She held on to that promise that God gave her. And he and God ended up saving my mom's daddy, just like the prophet said. You see, there's things in your life that you need from God that nobody else can do but what God wants to do in the kingdom. And if you're in the kingdom and go to the house of God, those things can be revealed and made available to you. She understood this in the scripture and that I think about when Louis Garlitz, you tell me and heard the story, some of my favorite memories were sitting around the table and talking about the kingdom of God, telling stories about Lloyd Garlitz. And I believe you were 12 and you repented when he was preaching. And 16, I think, when you received the Holy Ghost. Is that right, Dad? And uh, uh, you would tell stories about Brother Garlitz because there weren't hotels back in, in coal mining country then, but he'd stay in houses of saints. Is that right? And uh, a saint would volunteer a fixed meal for the revival. Did y'all have three-day revivals then or six-week revivals? Two or three weeks. Some of them say six weeks, sort of like going to school, you know, walking a mile uphill in the snow both ways. You know what I'm talking about. It gets exaggerated every time, but two- and three-week revivals. The saints would volunteer to fix a meal and host the preacher. A lot of times he'd stay in their home, sleep in their spare bedroom that somebody would give up. And they said, when Lloyd Garland stayed in your house, Brother Melik, they said, yeah, in the middle of the night, watch where you step. Because he'd be somewhere in the living room praying all night long. You'd end up stepping on the preacher because he was praying and seeking the Lord. When he got to the church, he had a word from God. He could see sin in the building. He, he told one man, he, he said, you know there's a house that has green lattice on the porch? And that man said, yeah. He said, that's my brother's house. He said, you better leave your brother's wife alone. Pack your bags and move or he's going to kill you. Are you telling the truth? He said, but she seduces me. He said, I said, pack your bag. God said, pack your bags and move or he's going to kill you. Because where they were committing the deed of the act was on the porch where there was a green lattice on it. Don't think for a minute that God doesn't know where you're at and what you're doing. I think of David Smith that came and preached a timely revival and that he pointed his finger back in the area where Noe Berrientos was on his first service and in the Holy Ghost. He said, last night you were, he didn't call him out and embarrass him and I don't think church is a place where we embarrass people but when he said what he was doing the night before, Brother Noe said, God, you mean you know where I'm at? He ran to the altar and repented and was instantly delivered of a 22-year crack cocaine addiction because God brought heaven through a preacher. Come on. Don't you think for a minute when your pastor's preaching on Sunday or Thursday or Wednesday that he's just preaching to preach. No, no. He has heard from God to tell you where you're at so you can get to where you're supposed to go. Amen. Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for a man of God that'll step out of his comfort zone and preach what thus saith the Lord. I'm not talking about a hireling. I'm not talking about a career-focused... No, I'm talking about somebody that has a call of God upon them. A call of God upon them. That God 
God wakes them in the night and they fret all the way to the pulpit. They don't strut to the pulpit. They fret all the way to the pulpit because they know it might not please the people and some people might get upset, but they preach what thus said the Lord without fear or favor. Amen. We need a word from God in 2023, not just another church service. Preach, preacher. I come to tell the pastors, preach, preacher. Get a hold of God, preacher. Do what God says no matter who it upsets. Preach the word of the Lord. I want everybody to say, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach? Except he be sent. God sent me to this city. God sent your pastor to that city. Get behind him and help him preach. Amen, preacher. I've been fasting for you, preacher. Preach to me, preacher. You know what made her great? She recognized he was a man of God. Don't you dare, don't you dare let culture sleep and slip into your, in, into your conscience and desensitize you from the value that God in his word puts upon a man of God. Because when you stop believing in preachers, you'll stop hearing the word from the Lord. He said, I'm not just praying for these in John 17 and 20 and 21. He said, I'm praying for me, for those that shall believe on me through their word. I'm not playing games tonight. This is the first service of 2023. Preach to me, pastor. Preach to me, preacher. Bring the prophet. Bring the evangelist. I'll be at the revival. I want you to stand to your feet and say, I'm going to be faithful to hear the word of the Lord. Come on. I'm going to be faithful to hear the word of the Lord. I'm under the unction of the Holy Ghost right now. Your pastor is not your buddy. God didn't call him to be your best buddy. Hear me right now. I realize some of you call me buddy and I'm not offended. Don't walk away. Some of you call me bishop. Some of you call me pastor. Some of you call me bishop. Pastor, some of you call me BP, and I'm all right with it. What I'm saying is, God didn't call them to please you. I'm not saying everybody's got to jump up every time we make a good point, but we should show up to hear the good point and bring somebody with us. We can't let Hollywood be more inviting to us than the preacher preaching. Nothing should entertain us more than being in fellowship with the people of God and hearing a word from the Lord. Come on, I've been done wrong by preachers. I've heard sermons that weren't perfect. I've seen people get out of line. line. I've seen people make mistakes, but don't ever think that because of one man's mistake, one person's issue, that God devalues his man that he's called to preach the gospel. God values the preacher. I said he values the man of God. Come on, I know who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to the choir. I know you love your preacher. I know you love the pastor. I know you love him. 
you got to believe. She said, I know, honey. Let's talk. I, I want you to lift your hands and pray for your pastor. I want you to lift your hands and pray for the ministry. Come on. Oh, God. Come on. Oh, God, don't let my, don't let my pastor be discouraged. Oh, Lord, let me write a word of encouragement to encourage him. Come on now. Lord, I want he and his family and his wife to be encouraged and lifted up. Jesus. I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. This non-responsive culture to ministry has brought discouragement to ministry. Just remain standing for a moment. I've got a little ways to go. You want your preacher to change? Quit responding to his truth preaching. I'll never forget a great message I heard Bishop White preach on the great minister's masquerades. Brian, it was so powerful what he said. I'll never forget the message he preached. He said when Moses... He said Jesus was talking. Jesus talked about, well, and they said, well, Moses gave a bill of divorcement. And, and Jesus' response said, well, it wasn't so, about the, it wasn't so from the beginning. And, and in that, he said, but he did it because of the hardness of the people's hearts. Meaning that he compromised what he believed because of their hard heart. Jeremiah said, I'm done. I'm not making mention of him anymore. If you only knew what he had to get through to get to that pulpit. Because Bible says, if the shepherd is smitten, then the sheep will scatter. He'd love to take you out so you won't see that Amish revival. And he's going to try. He's going to try to get to Brenton and to Elena if he can't get to you. Where's the shocked and saint that says, you can't have my pastor, devil? Come on. He says, you can't have him. <laughs> Jesus looked at the apostle who was going to open the door of the gospel to the grace dispensation. His name was Simon Peter, and he said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith fail thee not. Jesus is the body of Christ. And Paul writes, and I realize that we expect the pastor to pray for all the saints, but all the saints ought to be praying for the preachers too. Everybody in here knows I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. And Paul said you need to pray with all prayer and all supplication for all the saints of God. Is that what he said? Then he said, and us, and me. I need prayer. I'm telling you right now, I need prayer. The things I got to deal with in the spirit in the middle of the night, I'm telling you right now, I need prayer. He would love to take me out, but you know who I stand among? I stand among some people that believe in a man of God, that there's a man, come on, I stand among saints that believe in the pastor in your city that says, you, we're going to have revival. God's going to do through our pastor what God's going to do because I'm going to cover him in prayer. I want you to lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord. God, we're praying right now.
praying right now. Hallelujah. Be seated a moment. I, 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 I address this tonight. Can I just obey the Holy Ghost? Come on, I'm being serious. Can I just obey the Holy Ghost tonight? 3,000 churches close a year. Average pastor lasts five years. That's the statistic in one of the recent studies. You know what it's like, Dad? Sometimes we get discouraged. You talked about it so powerfully this morning. Everybody needs to hear the 10 a.m. service this morning. About sometimes it seems that God is hidden. Sometimes we go discouraged. And don't ever forget that a man of God is a man. But just because he's a man doesn't mean he's not a man of God. And the Bible says, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Do you believe that? You see, you don't choose who to anoint. God chooses who he anoints. Once the anointing is upon him, it's not your job to mess with him. Let God deal with him. It's a great responsibility to be anointed of the Lord. How many believe that today? Everybody say the anointed. I, there's a difference between gifting and anointed, but thank God for anointed men and women of God to do things in the kingdom of God. Aren't you thankful for that? I, I feel that in this room tonight, in the fast that we're going to go on, and is that part of it, is that you're going to take time to cover the ministry in prayer. I, I feel that, Dad, the hospitality that was placed back then is, is maybe... It's maybe different now. We go all out here. I mean, we get a guest preacher in. We pay them well. The Bible says they're worthy of double honor. We do that. Guest ministry comes through. We put them in a, a great hotel and guest basket and good food. We're not feeding them cheese and crackers. Saving Jesus, you know. We bless them because it's right. But I'm not so sure that, that we can take care of them financially and with great hospitality excellence that we don't cover people in prayer like we should appreciate the, 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 that but I'm going to tell you God's calling this church to prayer like never before where are the saints in Cambridge that's going to cover their pastor let there be a shout out from a saint says, I'm going to pray for my pastor Woo! feel that in the Holy Ghost Where's the saints in Crunchfield that's going to pray for their pastor? Woo. Where are the saints in Woodsfield that's going to pray? It hasn't broken yet, but it's going to break and when it does. On. There's a witness of the Spirit in that. I want to see revival in every single city. I want to see a revival like we've never seen before. 
let me let me ask you a question. Do you think for one minute that the devil wants your pastor and first family to survive? Where's the saints in Moco? Because when he went to Parkersburg to plant a church, the witches sure showed up. They marched around his church in black and red capes and coats, cursing and throwing curse against him because the enemy knows the value of a preacher. And if the enemy knows the value of a preacher, why can't the saints... know the value of a preacher. (laughs) Hear me tonight. We need preachers. We need preachers. We need preachers. We need preachers. That's why they locked them up in the. They, that's why they locked them up in the scripture, because they know if they ever turn them loose, the city's going to change. So he's going to do everything he can to lock up the preacher. But I just feel a year of release that God's going to loose the preacher. I feel the angels of the Lord coming into that prison that says you can't keep him here. God ordained him to. You can't hold him in the prison any longer. Something's about to happen. God's going to release the preacher. Brother Brown, I want you to go home tonight and write it in the back of your Bible. And I want you to write January 1, 2023. Pastor Bounds preached it was a year release. And you watch what's going to happen. God's going to release apostles like we've never seen. Release the apostles. Release the apostleship. Come on, cities where they've never been able to have a church. They're going to come a young man and a young woman in there under the unction of the Holy Ghost, backed by the angel of the Lord. There's going to be a breakthrough revival in cities where there's never been churches because heaven values preachers. Clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Come on, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. It's a year of release. Come on, I wish there was a preacher here. You would shake yourself off from the attacks of 2023 and say, I'm going to a new year in victory. I'm going into a new year. I wish there was one of our pastors would get out of the aisle right now in the aisle and start dancing before the Lord and say, it's my year for a release. It's my year for a break. Come on, preacher, get out of your seat. It's my year for a breakthrough. It's my year for deliverance. Come on, I wish a preacher's kid would get out of the aisle and say, my mom and daddy's having a breakthrough. We're gonna see revival this year. Go ahead, brother Sawyer, shout for me for a minute. That's it, Sister Scatter. Shout. Sister Cannon, shout. Would somebody shout for a first family? There's going to have a revival. There's going to be a breakthrough.
it's a year of release. Go ahead, Brother Danny, run the aisle. I know you're one, two. Come on, run the aisle, Brother Danny. Backsliders are running back to the house of God. That's what that represents. I wish somebody would shout in advance for your preacher. I wish somebody would shout in advance. The apostleship is going to be released. Watch this. For the castle, listen. But Danny, watch me. Jesus is baptized. The call of God in that moment upon him at 30 years old. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Three verses later, the devil shows up and says, if thou be the son of God. Watch what he'll do. You're not a son of the gospel. Pastor doesn't even like you. That's not of God. I've already anointed your head. Said, I'm well pleased. Take the city. But that's what he'll tell you. No, you're, not a, you're not a son of the gospel, Brother Bounds. They don't even like you. That's a lie. It's a lie. I don't know I like you. I love you. And I wouldn't have sent you there if I didn't trust you. If there be. If thou be the son. You know what we need to do? We need to, we need to kill tonight the voice that says if and say I am. Moses said, who am I going to say that has sent me? He said, you tell them the I am, that I am. I come to tell every preacher, you are who God said you are. I don't care what you've been through. God's got a plan for your life. Go on into the year of release. Hi, I want every, I want every pastor, our daughter work pastors with your hands up. Your wife with your hands up. Listen to me. 2022 is behind you. 2023 is waiting on you. I want you to look at your spouse and say it's behind us. We're forgiving it. We're putting it behind us. We're still here. And we're going into the year of release. Come on. I'm, I'm telling you, honey, 2022 is behind us. 2023 is ahead of us. We're going to forgive the things behind and we're going to look for the things ahead. I press toward the mark. I said, I press toward the mark. Hell, you can't take this one. You can't take them. Oh no, we are a force to be reckoned with because I don't come by myself. I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. Sydney. You're a PK now. Your daddy baptized four people this morning in Ripley. So happy about that. But in the midst of victory, you'll start hearing voices that say, you're not all that. But you listen to me. You are who your daddy says you are. You are who the father says you are. Come on, you are who God says you are. I'm preaching to somebody in this room. Hey, look at your neighbor. Say it's time to shake off the if and become who I am supposed to become. Look at your neighbor and say, I am who my dad says I am. 
Are you ready? I am blood washed. I am filled with his spirit. I am a son of God. I got royal blood flowing through my veins. I serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he knows who I am. Somebody shout, I am who God says I am. This is your year. Brother Danny, it's your year. Brother Chris Bud, it's your year. Brother Greg, this year, I believe it's going to be your year. Brother Mark, why not? Why not all the sickness that's been happening in the last 10 years have no hold on you from now on? It's a year release. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to release the man of God. Preacher, look at your wife and say, release the man of God. I want every saint in the building to say, I release the man of God. Here's how we're going to do it. You ready? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. How many have felt the witness of the Spirit tonight? Hell has had a bad day. I said hell's had a bad day. Devil, your voice is like a yapping dog on a freight train that's been running for a long time. You're not going to stop us now. We're too close to the end to not have a breakthrough. We're too close to the end. I'm not listening to your voice any longer. I am who God says I am. I want our pastors and pastors' families to come and stand up here in the altar with me if you're not up here already. I want you to come. Everybody say, it's a year of release. Now, all you saints, look at me. God's going to call some young people and do things at young ages that some of you haven't done in 25 years of being in the church. But look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he's going to bring peace. Do you believe that? Come on, there's about to be a revival where our children are going to be preaching. Did you hear me? Dad, I thought of it this morning. When you said the Lord heard the cry of the lad, speaking of Hagar's son, he didn't hear the cry of Hagar. He heard the cry of a lad. Micah, do you realize what God could do in your youth? Then don't put off tomorrow what God wants to do now. Colton, I remember when I came up to you and I said, buddy, Start reading your Bible every night. I said, you've got a pure spirit. Remember that? Why not have the anointing of God that he speak prophetic words into your spirit? And you come up and say, Pastor, I had a dream the other night. I had a vision the other night. Because of your conviction not to play video games, but to be in his word at a young age. It's tailored convictions. It's not just... Parent, parental convictions. Sometimes God moves upon people and they get convictions at a young age and I'm talking right to you because you've got convictions when you were small. Why not God use you before you're 35? Lose your hair or have gray hair before God can do anything to you. God can do it now. They tell me John the Beloved was between 12 and 14 years old. Ah! 
and preach the gospel. Put on the Isle of Patmos, preach the gospel. As a matter of fact, he entrusted his own mother in the hands of John the Beloved because youth is no waver against being used of God. Colton, you're an example of what I believe in this youth because other in this youth have convictions like you. It says, I want to do something for God. But there's youth waiting on something. I haven't missed it. I know you've been standing a while, but I've been standing longer. I want to ask you young people a question. If God called you tonight, would you go? Happy if God called you to be a missionary. I'm so proud of you getting your master's degree, but he might ask you to give it all up. Would you go? We're proud of your education, but maybe God wants something else. Are you willing to go? Isaiah says, I'll go, send me. I hear that tonight in this service. I wish somebody in this building would say, send me, God. I want you to lift your hands right now all over the building. Send me. Send me. Send me. I'm preaching to somebody when I was talking to Brother Colton I was speaking to you because you thought why do I feel different to do something different from my generation because God's got something better there's a calling that's bigger than just fulfilling a career there's a call of God every head bowed and every eye closed I want the pastors helping me pray oh you pastors help me right now Every head bowed and every eye closed in this room. There's somebody else in this room that feels a call of God. You want God to use you. You want to hear the voice of God. Come on, I was 10 years old when he first dealt with me beside my bed saying, God, if you're going to speak to anybody, speak to me. You're not too young or too old. You might be 57. I feel a call of God. You haven't missed it. Moses was 80. I wonder with the show of a hand with no one looking around but me that you say, Pastor, I, I feel like God's called me to the ministry. Would you raise your hand? I see hands. Hands going up. The hands. Tell God I'll go. Come on. I want, I want somebody to say, I'll go. Send me. Send me. Come on. The gifts of the Spirit are even here right now in this service.
bring the message to a close. We're going to pray. What made her a great woman is that she said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. But she didn't stop with perception, Brother Jean. She said, why don't we create an extra room on the house? We, we want him to be near us. We want him to stay. How many want your preacher to stay? Not just pass through, but stay a little longer. Because I believe this is a man sent from God. I, I know you stood and your legs are tired, but y'all know the Holy Ghost is moving right now. I let you be seated, but I feel like I'd lose the moment. Hear me tonight. She said, would you get some boards and some nails and build an upper chamber? She said, let's put it in a bed and let's put some candlesticks there and a stool and a table so he'll have his own place here. It cost him a little bit. One day when the man of God came by and the smell of bread was in the oven and hospitality was there and he walks in and she's smiling real big. He said, I hope you can stay a little longer this time. Well, he said, I noticed the addition out there on the side of the house. You've been busy. She said, oh, won't you just stay here? We want to do more and feed you. We want you to stay a little while. When he gets up there and lays in that bed, Gehazi's with him, the young man that served with him, because every preacher needs somebody that serves with him. Jesus taught us that. And brother, brother Nutter, the man of God said, Went up there and laid down and filled belly and candlesticks were there tailored to him. Over the door, I stayed at the hotel one time and they had a room in the hotel reserved for the guest preachers in the city. Isn't that something? Brother Howdy Shell, it said the prophet's chamber over the hotel door. Go in there and there's a basket and hospitality. He laid down and started looking around, his belly's full and it hit him. That woman's up to something. He said, go ask her what she wants from the Lord. Because she just doesn't want me here. i tell you what I feel. She prepared the room and the man of God showed up. There are cities right now that are so hungry <laughs> for a preacher. You know what they want? new birth in their city it's not going to happen without a preacher and Gehazi goes down the steps he goes up to the woman the, the mother and he says uh, Elisha want me to ask you a question he said uh, he thinks you're up to something what is it she said uh, my husband's old that's what she said. <laughs> Brother Christmas wants to make sure that wasn't Rebecca that was saying that. Amen. My husband's old. And I'm, I want a baby. He goes upstairs. He looks at the prophet. Dad, would you come stand with me? Because I do believe he's a prophet of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Brother Brian, when you pray, I want you to pray big prayers. Will you do that, Brother Brian? Because he's going to answer big things for you. Any other Brian's in the building says, there's some big things I want God to do. What she was asking was going to be an impossibility. He comes up and he says, he walks in the room and Elisha said, what did she say she wanted? He said, uh, she said her husband's old, she wants a baby. He said, go downstairs and tell her that this time next year she'll have a baby boy in her arms. <laughs> this time next year, you have a baby boy in your arms. She said, you go tell him don't play games with me. I mean, that was a quick answer. You go tell him don't play games with me. I'm serious about this. I wanted him here because I know he's got connection to God. My family needs him. My future needs him. It's something heavy in my heart. He said, you go tell her as the Lord liveth, the baby will be born. The next time, that next year when he comes by, guess what? She's holding a baby boy in her arms. Did I ask you tonight, what are you hungry for? Are you hungry enough to create an empty place in your world for God to show up in your life? Or are you going to be like the end that Mary and Joseph went to? That something's about to be released into the world. And you say, there's no room here. I want you to look at two or three people and say, you have to make room for the miracle. That's why he says some things only happen, but by prayer, fasting is emptying out. How many of you in this room want God to do a miracle in your city or in your family or something? Come on, raise your hand. It's not going to happen without an upper chamber, an upper room. I, I realize, oh my goodness, I talked to you about media fast this morning. But we need a 30-day fast in this church. Today's the first. We got 30 days left. That we say, I'm going to make room for God in my life. For the next 30 days, absolutely no social media in this church. We're going to try to find a way to communicate. We will continue to minister to those that are not by placing things on that. But I don't have it all figured out, but social media is killing us. It's robbing us of emotions. It creates comparison, which is a thief of joy. It creates an option instead of Bible reading and prayer. It just, oh, I wish somebody helped me right now and not leave me up here by myself. And I think minimally the last 21 days, the last three weeks, no screen entertainment at all. I'm asking you. I can't make you. I'm just your pastor. If you believe I am your pastor, I think we ought to get back to reading the Bible on pages and reading books and having family time at a table with some games and fellowship and spending time with people of God instead of strangers from Hollywood. Here's, 
here's, here's what I feel. Is there another glass over there, Brother Cody? I want, I want all the ministry, the Anchor Association of Ministers to come and stand, you and your spouses, to go ahead and come on. And is there another glass? Huh? You have something I can pour into? Somebody give me something. All the Anchor Association of Ministers. Hallelujah. How many feel the Lord here today? I need something to pour into. I think it's awesome. How many are ready to go on a fast? That was really, really weak. You didn't shout at all service. You don't have any voice left. I, when my kids were little, we had a, when my kids were little, we had a small television that was in their bedroom. We just played little Barney videos and whatever. And when the kids wake up, guess what the first thing they want to do was? Turn on the screen. So you know what we did? We took it out of the bedroom and they didn't even ask for it. You got to get it out of the view. In our home, it takes about five days after we, no iPads and no phone. Do y'all know the phone works just as a phone? doesn't have to be connected to the whole world. Guess what else? It has an off switch. It's amazing. Got to hold it for like five seconds, but it'll go off. It turns off, Pastor. It <laughs> Sometimes your world is too full that God has nowhere to operate in. You got to empty it out and create room for Him to pour into your life. Time is that way. Okay. At this moment, I feel awkward because you've been standing a long time. And I know my reputation having you stand a long time. But this is what I feel that if you will create an empty spot in your life, which I'm calling the great woman's upper room. The miracle's on the way. The miracle's coming. Where, where's, where's the blooms? They're bringing them now? If you will create a place for God to work in, God's going to work. Everybody say fasting and prayer. I, uh, I don't have clarity on the diet fast, Daniel's fast um, but I think God's calling us on a, on a fast food, how many of the Lord has been dealing with you about fasting food, would you raise your hand yeah I think just about everyone. there were people talking this morning saying I hope pastor's going to do a media fast and teach us about it what I did this morning we need to disconnect from media how many believe that I think you ought to stay out of politics news Sports. I say, I'm going to get a hold of God because I have family members going to hell. <laughs> there's a great release about to happen. And I do believe there's more. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, Dad, is that, is that? Huh? Yeah, Ten. The Lord. Lord showed me something 
when I was in Guatemala, the Lord showed me a cloud hanging over their city. And he said, if the people will give up what I'm asking them to give up, he said, I'm going to pour a blessing on them they can't contain. I saw it in a vision. And uh, they were having church under, well, the gators, they were having church under a tin roof and a tarp, standing sometimes in three inches of water having church service. And a spirit of giving came. People began to lay property deeds and giving up things. You know what they were doing? They were building a chamber in their life for God to move in. Prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord. And the Lord said, it's like a cloud that hovers over them. And he said, when they do what I've asked them to do, he said, then I'm going to release into them what I plan on releasing into them. Anchor churches, listen to me. God's calling us on a fast to make room for a miracle. Come on. Your world is about to slow way down. Young people, children, don't dare give your mom and dad a hard time because they say, turn your phone off. Are y'all with me right now? All the kids say amen. Come on, all the kids say amen. When they say no movies and no videos, what in the world are we going to do? We're going to talk. People don't talk to each other anymore. We're going to sit around the table and have dinner. Dad, when I went to school and people say, did you watch a show last night when I was in public school? And I said, no, I don't have a TV. They said, you don't have a TV? I said, no. What in the world do you do? I said, we talk. You talk to your parents? These are real conversations. I said, yeah. I said, we, we have dinner around the table. You eat around the table with your parents? We all sit in our, eat in our bedrooms or in front of a television somewhere. That's what's wrong with America. Come on, y'all real quiet and awkward now. I said, every night at 6, we have dinner time. Conversation. Why settle for the beggarly elements of the world when we can sit down in heavenly places with Christ? The Lord revealed to me, Pastor Tony, that people are going to be upset with me on this fast. It's not the first time. But the Lord said, after a few weeks, you're going to be grateful for what He brings into your home and your family and your life and your mind and in your spirit. I, 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 feel, I feel it would be best if you went 30 days with no media. Does that scare you? Minimally, 21 days, the 10th through the 31st, but it would be best if we started a no media fast now. No Facebook. You're going to be so happy. You're going to think, I haven't been as happy in years. February comes along, you won't even want to turn it back on. You're not even going to miss it. Come on. And the year release is you're going to fall in love. Let me listen. You're going to fall in love with the Word of God. That's what God showed me in prayer. You're going to, you're going to have a Bible in your arm when you come to church instead of a cell phone in your pocket. And what God is speaking at home to the family is going to be confirmed in the pulpit on Sunday in your churches. 
I'm going to tell you what else. It's going to go beyond you into the people you've wanted God to touch that haven't been touched yet because it's going to create an avenue of the release. Andrew, hold that up over your head. Hold that up, up over your head. Dad, hold that right, right there, just like that. Because when you do, Brother Andrew, what God said to do on a fast, what He has waiting to give you, He can't give it to you if the end is full, the time is full, the calendar is full. Come on now. All the thing we can do is our kids watch Disney more than they know Bible characters. God can't release blessing on us. But when we get back in the book and they start saying, you know what, I want to see a miracle like Simon Peter had with the shadow going by. And kids start talking about that instead of Star Wars. They're going to be a revival in America. Somebody shout glory! Hold it right over your head. And when the release comes and God, I want you to Bust that balloon, Dad. Blessing falls upon those that build an altar before God, that build a room before the Lord. I want you to clap your hands and begin to shout unto the Lord. Brother Christman, come and get a balloon. Brother Nutter, come and get one of those balloons. Brother, Brother Castle and Brother Nehemiah, Brother Richard, when your pastor busts that balloon, I want you to shout, for it's a year of release. I'm going to release the blessings of God by making a room in my house. Come on. Is there anybody here that wants to see it? Hallelujah. Who's got the knife? You got a pen? Come on, when your pastor busts that balloon and the release happens, I want you to lift your voice and shout to the Lord. Go ahead, pastors. Come on, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noonday. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. For He's doing wondrous things. He's doing powerful things among us. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, Dad. I want you to come and pray whatever you feel. Say whatever you feel. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. Lift your hands and receive. Let your voices begin to praise. Oh, Jesus, we love you today and we thank you. We thank you for the release that we feel in this place right now. And I know you've spoken through the heart of the pastor tonight. God, I pray that his vision would become our vision. His desire would become our desire. Help us, Lord, to get a hold of you, Lord Jesus, with our faith tonight because we know we can do all things through you that strengtheneth us tonight. Pray, God, that you would send your host of angels in each city, Lord, 
God, that we can have a glorious Holy Ghost revival and turn this city upside down, Lord Jesus, for your word tonight. We're dependent on you, God. We thank you for all the workers that you placed in the kingdom. God, but we want to see new workers come. We want to see more preachers called. We want to see the anointing fall upon these young people, Lord, that they will have a desire to preach your word and to reach souls for your kingdom. God, we speak it in Jesus' name. Let's give him a good hand praise tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Thank. Come on, let's give him a good hand praise tonight. Woo! Praise God. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is a year of faith. This is a year of revival. This is a year of reaching people that we've never reached before. Because we are the army of God. And I feel that anointing for His people tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come on, there's an army rising up. There's a move of God among us. God's doing something powerful. I want you to find two or three people and tell them it's a year of release. Somebody shout, it's a year of release. Holy Ghost victory. Fire of Pentecost. Come on, cloven tongues like as a fire fell upon each of them. I believe it's a year of Pentecost, somebody. How many want the Holy Ghost to fall? How many want the Holy Ghost to fall? Fire's gonna fall on your altar. It's gonna burn out the chaff. It's going to burn out confusion. It's going to burn out chaos. It's going to burn out division. It's going to burn out cancer. It's going to burn out diabetes. God is about to pour out a fire of healing and miracles and signs and wonders. Come on, I'm telling you, victory's coming to the city that wants it. God's coming to the altar that's on. He's going to bring Pentecost. The old song says, Satan, your kingdom's coming down. High five your neighbor and say, Satan, kingdom is coming down. We win. We win. We win. We win. We win. We win. I said we win. We win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know we win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know we win. 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 Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.